It is Tuesday the 25th of June 2019 and this is episode 356 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I am Chris in the host seat and Ian is also here. Hello. Evening, evening Chris. Um, We forgot, an, an, like it was an anniversary edition last time, wasn't it? I, I, I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's twat. <laughs> um, so how many years was that? Ten years, Chris. Ten years. Flipping heck. Uh, what? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> It's kind of an eye-opener that um, it doesn't feel like 10 years, I have to say. Um, so um, big shout out to, to Jamie, listener Jamie, who, um, who pointed out the 10 years and he's clearly paying more attention than we are. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it, wow. I mean, that actually sounds like we've done something, although I'm not sure what that is. But there you go, 10 years. Yeah, we've wasted a lot of time. We've um, talked about a lot podcasts. of stuff. Talk, we have talked about a lot we've of We've kind of talked a lot about Google and we're going to continue to do that. We are talking about Stadia, which is their new gaming service, which they talked us through a few weeks back. Um, and basically, this is Google's streaming gaming service. Um, so it's been... Streaming is the, the kind of hot news at the moment. Uh, everyone seems to be going into this arena after the kind of false starts of probably about five, six years ago now, whenever that... Was it on, I can't remember, on cloud or something? On live? On live, maybe, yeah. So, um, yeah, Google have come up with a, a founder's pack, which is kind of the only way of signing up for the service right now, but you do have to pay, uh, so it's $130. I can't remember the exact UK pound price. Um, that'll get you your um, Chromecast Ultra, a subscription, and uh, the controller you need. And then after a three-month um, sort of intro period, it's also going to cost you a monthly subscription. Um, and basically, that will get you um, the ability, although it is reliant on your internet connection, to to stream games um, in up to uh, sort of 4K, 60 frames a second with HDR, 5.1 surround sound. Um, but you will have to pay. I mean, they're talking about having sort of a, a free game tier eventually. But in in general, you will have to um, buy still the games that you want to have access to. And the pricing for that isn't available. Um, so it all seems um, a little bit still up in the air. Um, it does seem like they're sort of forcing you down this this, this hardware route and and if you don't choose to start from the from the off with this hardware um you're going to be probably stuck with a service next year which will be slightly lesser um sort of a slightly less uh, advanced feature set shall we say um but yeah i mean what what was your f- thoughts and feelings on this announcement for one and their what they're offering so i thought so the the technology looks sound from what everybody's played of it and you know people are super impressed uh, compared to on live and others that I've, that I've went before so it looks like they've got this nailed but i was slightly surprised that was i thought they would come out and say you know there's there's price for device and and and, and a monthly subscription and here's the games yeah that you get as part of that monthly subscription i was surprised that the, here's the monthly subscription and by the way you need to buy these first party games as well yeah and it felt like 
and I noticed there was other people saying the same. It was it was unusual for Google. It feels like a slight misstep around pricing that in today's market that it wasn't a. I wonder whether they dunk. wanted that, but then when they talked to game they, publishers, because game publishers are being pushed left, right, and centre at the moment to just release their games on all platforms and accept a proportion of whatever the. Uh, monthly subscription of that platform i guess it's the same kind of thing that's happened to the music industry and how how that's benefited and you know uh, also disadvantaged people in various different ways so i wonder whether that is this is the kickback because google's not as big a a drawer as say the xbox platform which can do a subscription service and maybe entice a few of those developers in um but but if you think most most subscription services still don't have the key you know the really big titles i mean EA obviously have their own self-launch um, stuff, and Microsoft has its own self-launch stuff. But outside of those, you, don't, you know, there's no real subscription service which gives you access to all of the the best games. Yeah, agreed. And I, and I still think there's something unique about this that if you don't want to invest in in a and 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 I don't know if it's a sign of things to come. We'll come on to you know some of the other DC announcements. You don't want to invest, you know, four or five hundred pound in a brand new you know console every what three years, four years. Is this the way to do it? That you're just a you know casual gamer, want to play the latest games, you know, dip your toe in. Um, so the pricing surprised me, and I guess the other thing was was just the bandwidth it requires. You know, it's a, it's a it's a pretty big bandwidth here to and get I, the I top think, end service. Yeah, well, you think about yeah. the data that's coming across; it's amazing. I, absolutely. So, so people were pointing out that if you're looking at the kind of 4K connection, you know, you need a at least a 35 megabits per second connection, and I think it was a was it was it 10. Was it eight or ten up as well? Yeah, it's, it's um, a bit heavy. It, it, it needs. It was quite a, a meaty connection that you require, and and you know a quick bit of maths tells you, you know that's that's over fifteen gig an hour, and you know if you're on a t- so I think in the UK there's less, um, there's less people with with um, you know limited you know up to one terabyte a month. Maybe like the, I would still say most people have some sort of usage limit, and if you were constantly gaming, it's certainly going to start. Uh, making those companies question it or you know yeah so a monthly one terabyte gives you 65 hours of gaming mm. and that's that's only if you do gaming but i i i i just think if you've got that kind of connection uh, i don't know i think you're going to be gaming differently you know you're probably going to be sitting out so uh, there's an interesting one i just think it's we're going to see a, a really a real change in market over the next 12 months you've got stadia coming out um, you've got Microsoft going pretty aggressive around their subscription service. You've got Apple Arcade, you know, dipping their toe in the market round. Um, here's a you know a you know a, a kind of gaming subscription service, and it just feels like over the next twelve months we're going to see that mature. And, some, and you know, some of it will be really popular, and others will be like that's done. And, as, and Microsoft, as well as doing their you know a, a, a streaming service, you can actually turn your own Xbox into a cell, you know a home streaming device. So actually, you've got to think how many scenarios does that then cover off for you as a gamer? Probably a, a lot of them. Um, but you know, it's almost it's almost a punt. I I did put some money down on this. I, I found it interesting enough that and and the pricing the the entry bar was was low enough. It's it's not put me off um and if it, if it just sits there i've got a chromecast ultra uh, then that's fine i don't, don't really mind how it ends up but uh, i'm interested to see how it goes um and you know considering it's just right, 130 quid it's, it's a it's a small punt and that's it that's ended up where where i ended up with it it was it was a smallish punt and i was interested to come in as a you know just at the the start of it and see see where we end up and, and i might still do the same just because it's uh 
you know, it's good to try these things. You know, I like to give it a go. But at the moment, I've I've hung fire. And, and you know, still for me, in my mind, the next console round will be much more interesting as a, you know, still as a thing. Um, although, you know, maybe that things change quick, you know, things change quick. And I think that another big thing about Stadia, so one of the big games that got announced alongside the subscription was a full Destiny 2. Yes. So Destiny 2 with all the... Um, all the unlocks and all the expansions, you know, you'll be able to play on Stadia, which I think is a big thing. Destiny 2 still has a real core, you know. It's one of those things, it's one of those games that the last Destiny game really had a massive long tail to it as far as um, how long people, you know, were still invested in it for, surprisingly so, to be honest. Um, And and Destiny 2 does seem like it's attracted that same... Um, they've lost their initial peak of users, but they're now into that deep set of users who are really invested and, and really, really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, interesting. That's not me. <laughs> but nevertheless, I would play Destiny 2 just to see what it's like, you know, and I'm happy that that's the game that I would try out because as a shooter, as a quite a precise shooter, it's it's a good test for sure. Um, but they have said, yeah, other things will come along um other free games will be added there will be deals and offers and and all those kind of xbox live eps forced you know playstation type offers that that will be there as well um but destiny 2 is also getting cross um platform saves as part of you know this is the same kind of announcement um the only one that's not been confirmed is playstation 4 and and again it's not clear whether that's sony putting the blockers on or whether there are sort of technical hurdles to that but from the from the history of it it seems like sony just are not into this cross-platform idea they don't like it so no they've been dragged dragged to the party rather than than saying i'm there i'm guessing that's um i guess that's because ultimately they know they make their money out of the the hardware and then the software lock-ins um and as they don't really want to just be in the market of selling hardware at the cheapest cost they can produce it for kind of thing. So I guess that's, that's part of their decision. Um, but also Bungie moving away from Activision, which seems like a really big um, step. So Activision, obviously their games would be distributed via battle.net and, and now Bungie's going to have to take it across to steam. They are saying they're going to migrate everyone, but I felt that was a really big, considering the kind of upheaval that would, that's going to bring with it. Um, it's an interesting decision. I wonder where that's come from. And, and they're also doing a free-to-play version. So you'll get the kind of original Destiny 2 is basically going free-to-play and as a whole, you know, here's how you buy expansions, etc. So, so it's... I wonder whether Destiny 2 just hasn't done as well as they needed it to, to and that they're looking at ways to expand the game and to um, and, and the publisher just was like, we're not interested anymore. But it reminded me of, you know, Bungie, Microsoft, Halo. Mm. You know, they were... They were all tied to Microsoft, but wanted to go their own way. Then did a deal with, you know, did a deal with Activision, and and is is it just the kind of is there a, some sort of ethos as part of that studio that they always want to be a bit more of a free spirit and do their own thing? Mm. Don't know. So we had E three, um, obviously conspicuous with lack of Sony being there. I think most people sort of, I, I felt it was a bit of a hole. It felt, I don't think it was the right decision by Sony, but if they didn't have much to say, then I guess that that was their decision or they just felt that it was, you know, more effort than it's worth almost. But I, I, I am, you know, we did say in general that, you know, the, the first proper console release seems to win the rounds and, and Microsoft is certainly now back into the making games for gamers type arena that's certainly their marketing ploy now so maybe maybe it was a misstep by sony but we certainly had all of the um the big announces um what what i guess 
did anything kick out to you? Um, so, I mean, so I, I put it in the notes, but I mean, EA so, were basically like a couple of trailers, and that was it. EA to me had nothing. And, you know, I guess they again they've got their repetitious games, which they they're yeah, happy to keep churning out. But, but FIFA and Battlefield, you know, mm. it was just it was just really even small announcements for those ones. So it's a really you know surprising. Like, I mean, it, I guess the biggest thing was in the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is a single player game. Which is actually probably to me a good move. The multiplayer ones just haven't really ticked the box. I watched. Um, I watched the trailer though. Again, I, I think. I, I think in general, I'm not as excited by games as I once was. I. I just uh, no. it felt like more of the same. And okay, there was some shiny graphics, but it wasn't all that special, to be honest. Yeah, and looking at other studios, I mean, um, you know, Bethesda had you know a whole you know just fallout yeah you know well they they did make they did make their apologies for the fallout 76 which i mean last i think it was last e3 they it was such a massive part of what they were selling they did i mean they gave it the full beans on sell and it it just didn't like it flopped and and really wasn't the game they thought it was going to be and it sounds like they've been putting the effort into trying to rectify that and and maybe they will but but equally obviously sometimes games are damaged by that and you can't recover but we'll see um, I mean, the last, and the last kind of studio that I thought was, I mean, so Ubisoft's obviously a huge deal now, but Watch Dogs, you know, Legion, just, there's always been something about Watch Dogs that's never done it for me. I think um, the first game didn't, it, it promised, over-promised, under-delivered, um, yeah. and so it had some this, aspects which were really good. Watch Dogs 2, everyone said, was good, but I don't think it's recovered from Watch Dogs 1. No, and this is an, a, a quite interesting, it's post-Brexit London. Yeah, so. that, what, that, I've watched the trailer for this one, and I haven't watched all the trailers, to be honest. There was something interesting to me about it, but equally, I think again, it's such going to be such a hard game to actually nail um, yes. and not feel like you're just going through the motions. I, I, but just the fact that they're basically saying you can you can like recruit and play as any non-playing character in the game, it's like a really bold yeah. step, and you know something pretty unique if they can nail. I just I just again worry about that. You know, we've talked about it before. There's something about a focused gameplay versus doing anything you like, and you're like, game Ugh. games are games because you want to be in, but you, you've got to go into a game and feel like there's a reason behind it, rather than this just random uh, sandbox. Yeah. Sandboxes lead to some fantastic moments, but nearly all the best sandboxes are directed. There's a very core focus for what you're doing. Um, we'll see. Cyberpunk, though, I, I think it's worth so Microsoft's announcement is the one I've watched from end. You know. End yeah, to end, yeah. and well, well, I was kind of keeping yeah. that to the end because the whole of the Microsoft stuff that I thought was most interesting. Yeah, no, I, so, it certainly had interest. So, I mean, it's okay. So, what, so what other games outside of that? Then, I that's the last one I was just going to cover was, was Nintendo. Yeah. So, Nintendo, um, you know, so it's a Breath of the Wild sequel, which is which it's going to like, get everyone excited. Wow. But it was quite, it was a very short, you know, announcement. but it could be three years away you know so it was and judging by the other announcements where even fairly fully fleshed out games seem to still all be late exactly. 2020 they're really not interested in releasing at the moment i know animal crossing delayed yeah. you know when you know the smash brothers more characters are like Wah. witcher at links so there's a zelda links awakening redone yeah so that um, so that got a bit of uh, interest from people i guess yeah. anything with zelda gets interest doesn't it but it's a it's a kind of yeah weird graphical style again very nintendo um but, but apart from that yeah. it, it was all xbox for me you know and that was they had the they, they just had the, the big announcements that that nobody else really has it just I, I, there's something about games that, that, that doesn't seem to be any massive big announcements for me now even the big games like i could i look at something like a gears of war which obviously got announced and and 
and yeah. I'll look at it and I'll just go completely meh. You know, all can you think about I, the, all the man hours, all the effort, all the exactly. design, all the all that work that goes into it, and that me as a consumer, I just look at it and go, I don't play that. Completely agree, and it's and Gears is a funny one because I, I really enjoyed the first one. Brilliant, I really enjoyed I, it. By the third one, though, they had lost it for me. Just totally it, I, it. and I and I it just lost me as a, as somebody that was interested just, in this. It's and just boring. I mean, it's sitting there as Game Pass as well, so I'll probably download yep. it and see what it's like. But when they were doing somewhere like on stage, and they, and I mean the stage design, I mean they kind of went went for like, it, flying through the stage <laughs> and underneath the stage, and I'm like, oh, this for Gears, really? Am I? Am I? And but people were like super excited, uh, and people still love Gears. So I, I guess there, there's that element. I, it's just a on the rails, by the money. Utter, I mean that that's my recollection maybe it has changed but my four games in it was definitely not it was only getting worse and the whole Makizno so, rubbish and the yeah, just, the, yeah. just I know so they've, mentioned... they've got some interesting characters now they're trying to break that but but even then it feels forced you mentioned Cyberpunk so Cyberpunk yes. I last E3 for me was like the one that I thought ooh looking forward and to is that. it is still that next... buzzing you and buzzing you yeah and, and I guess it, the, the weird bit for me was the fact that they brought you know Keanu Reeves yeah I, on do you know stage. what that almost that almost lost it for me as in I just thought that was a bit of a gimmick too far but they put him in the game and then he brought him on stage um I I. I got a little bit a little bit excited about the game I thought the whole visual effects you know that sort of Tokyo like show almost it's it's pretty pretty cool um it's going to be again a lot of promise there uh, uh will they be able to deliver and it's not that far away we're talking uh april so you know under a year now and i still loved about that because because we were watching it i wasn't i, I was kind of semi going to watch it and i thought i may as well so we were both watching along and the bit I laughed at was a guy shouting out, you're breathtaking. And he's on stage going like, no, you're breathtaking. It it got some, right. Basically that whole thing, but, I wasn't sure whether they, he was laughing at the audience or with them. No, it was totally with them. You th- totally I think he was it. laughing at them a bit. No, he Because he totally didn't understand because, their gaming geeks. No, they were, to- they were totally with it. And and there's another campaign that the, 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 the the big unlock from a gamer points should you know so if you complete the game you should get a, some sort of your breathtaking <laughs> achievement i mean it'd be so cool if they did that in a gamey geeky type way uh, yeah but <laughs> so cyberpunk still get I, I, I noticed this time there was a bit more criticism from journalists that saw the actual demo right. saying that the shooting mechanics weren't quite there which is really important they've got to get do. that sorted exactly. whole so games have, have fallen on that exactly and it, i always Probably apart from um, um, Crashdown. Is it Crashdown? I'm saying Crashdown. Crackdown? Crackdown, that's what I meant to say. Apart, I always say now, I always say now, a game's graphics are pretty much nailed on. You're going to get good graphics <laughs> no matter what you play. And then Crackdown comes along and goes, home idea. <laughs> Watch what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> but the graphics on this still look pretty stunning. Um, it's got a release date, so I think it was is it April? Yeah, it's April next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, so I, I thought it was going to be new consoles only, so that was interesting. But that that um, kind of it, I guess it proves to their point of you know release release once on many, and that'll hopefully they'll just either upgrade or have already built in the the facility for the new of uh, the new game. But it's interesting that yeah, they're not waiting for new console round. I have to say. Um, most of the games that I saw from Microsoft were a bit meh. There were there were nothing jumping what, out. Too what much. really did jump out was the the sh- the sheer number of releases that are coming to um, the the pass and and also the yeah this their subscription service. It, it is bonkers how they're going to make 
enough money to cover the development costs of all these games it's just so so that so this is a big thing for me so microsoft last year so so if you go back three years four years when they launched the xbox one and they really struggled getting first party support yep. and they struggled for a number of years and last year they said look basically brought in house these six studios they're going to be first party studios. yeah we, we, we can't get make, anyone else to do it we'll do it ourselves yep, yeah we'll make exclusive content we'll buy these firms mm-hmm. and announced they've announced another couple since then and even in this you know e3 there was like was it double fine they've brought in um as well so again you're you're looking at wow you're you're from a studio perspective you've got what eight nine almost first party studios now creating lots of content so you're going to get your halos and your forzas and and you know, you've got your gears plus you've got i don't know six seven other games potentially over a two or three year period so look that looks really good now um and announced Game Pass for PC. Yep. So it's an extra $5 a month on top of your Game Pass subscription. So again, if you've got a PC, you think, great. But to me, the, the deal, the absolute steal of E3, the announcement of E3 was upgrade to the, the kind of ultimate Game Pass. Well, it was very, in, it was an in, innocuous uh, announce, which was um, $1 for one month's free Game Pass. Uh, with Game Plus like, Plus, and you thought, well, that, uh, well, one dollar, okay, I can understand her. But then when you dug into it, it wasn't just one dollar for a free month. It would that process of upgrading with that one dollar would convert any time you had prepaid already on your Xbox Live subscription or on your um, the Xbox Game Pass. It would stack those two and then add the month on top and convert all that previous time to the ultimate pass as well. So with a little bit of jigging and poking you can put another 12 months of subscription or two years of worth of subscription onto your Xbox Live and then you get three years uh, of upgrade to um, the Ultimate Pass for $1. Which, which is a bargain. Well, it was, it was you know... I, Absolute bargain. I also, I, th- I think, I still think Xbox Live is is a good value proposition. I know they've put it up in price very recently, but... Yeah, uh, but I, I, and, I, and I agree. And, and I mean, you think that means you're going to get a Forza a year, a Gears every couple of years, and you're going to get the next Halo, and you've got the number of new games they're bringing every month. Yeah, there's always something new, and they and so they it's... do give out. I mean, okay, some of the free get giveaway games they have with Xbox Live oh, and are pretty rubbish. pretty rubbish, but they have had occasional hits, uh, and they've definitely spent. You know, it's been worthwhile at least adding them to the libraries and all those kind of things. So yeah, that what was think... absolutely the steal of and and say they underplayed that, and I thought it was a glitch rather than a a thing, but actually no, yeah, it turns out I... it wasn't. Because I told you about it, and you were like, "That's a glitch. Yeah. Get on it now." Or when I bet you it's bug fixed, and it's like, "No, everybody's in doing the terms it. and conditions." It actually said, "Yeah, we will stack up to three years worth of your prepaid, and then convert all that at the same time." Um, friend, friend of the show, Roy, finger on the pulse, Roy. Two days after everybody's bought it, can I reach out to me on Instagram? You'll be listening, going tapped. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Is this for real?" And I was like, "Of course, it's for real. Get on Done, it." Yeah. So yeah, but I, I guess it is one way of locking me in. But also, I. Uh, there's a little bit of is this microsoft needing money in the short term because ultimately if you think about how much money that's cost them in the longer term uh, i I guess people argued that it keeps you on board with their gaming platform and on their system but but i i'm not sure that's completely true and there's a bit of me which thinks they're trying to get some cash up front but we'll see so so last last bit of e3 let's let's do some hardware so elite control elite 2 controller which even got you Um, little again your, your little nuts buzzing well, so you bought you bought an Elite, and I didn't when it first came out because I was like, I don't need this. Yep. And your Halo performance convinced me that I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Savage. Um, and, uh, but true. And so, um, I'm better at ledge, I, ledge climbing than you'll ever be. 
<laughs> and 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 the thing the thing that kind of always had in my head is and this is such a terrible trait. But see, see, like it, so if Apple brings out an iPhone, see if I don't buy that in day one. See after a month, I'm like, that's old. Yeah, I'm eleven months away from the next one. And I felt that about the controller. Mm. I'd waited kind of three, four months, and I was like, something's going to come out next. And year. it really and didn't, did like, it? <laughs> it didn't. It was like three, four years later they brought a new one. So this is coming out November fourth, hundred eighty dollars, USB C, uh, Bluetooth. Um, the people that have tried it say it's a lot better. Rechargeable battery lasts forty hours, and I'm thinking, yeah, so I'll buy that. And I've also confirmed it works with a new console, which is coming out next year. Yes, so that was their kind of we do it was. And, and, and would you go and buy this as well? I mean, is this like a easy buy for you? The, well, the Project oh, Scarlet. No, the Elite. Two oh, controller. it's already pre-ordered. Yeah, so yeah. because I, so I, it really, I mean, genuinely, I think we've mentioned it. Oh no, we've done it lots on this this week. I consider the Xbox controller to be the absolute pinnacle of games console controllers it's brilliant it's you you can use it for hours it's comfortable it works it's, uh i don't think you've got a better design and the elite version of it it, it just takes it that notch up and i i've very much enjoyed my elite controller since since when i bought it and i 100 percent first thing i did when we came off that announcement pretty much was put a pre-order in um they also touched on you, you mentioned it earlier on the streaming so the streaming was showing one of the Xbox events, I, I want to say like four or five months ago, and there wasn't too much more seen of it. There was like, you know, somebody playing, you know, it was like a Forza. Yeah, they're playing Forza on a phone. phone, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was them saying it's coming this October. Um, you can <clears throat> you can use your own Xbox, as you've mentioned earlier tonight, or you can use your own Xbox to stream, or you can use a, a Nextcloud server. Um, and they didn't show too much, but then after the kind of main thing, some of the journalists played Halo. Um, I think it was a Eurogamer because Eurogamer do all the crazy, you know, how many frames per second mm-hmm. and all frame drops and stuff. So they played Halo 5. Um, it was responsive. It was re- allegedly 60 frames per second. Um, but when they did, um, when they looked at the kind of frames and, and how, how much lag there is, they're basically saying it was um, 67 milliseconds um, against 63 measured on the actual local and i'm like that's mental isn't it from a physics yeah yeah how how (laughs) How? um so it'll be interesting just to see later in the year because again you're going to have stadia coming out and you're going to have you know this coming out and it's like is this going to open up just a whole new world that that you know you don't need an actual well it's the ultimate yeah the ultimate dumb dumb console you know just need a screen really doesn't matter whether if you've got the pipes are wide enough you can have the processing anywhere um but stadia saying they've they've got seven thousand five hundred edge locations just to to allow this to happen i imagine xbox clouds infrastructure is also going to have to be i mean they're the only other company that could probably do this right now and 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 have the kind of infrastructure to do it and i think i think that kind of you know impressive performance that they've demoed to journalists is why sony have said let's part yes you know, they've, they've, we've, we've got a gaming infrastructure that, that you can piggyback on. Well, Sony obviously uh, can see that there is, a, if not a guaranteed future in this, there's something in it. It's, it's, it's close yeah. enough to that point. And games manufacturers can definitely see that they can, they don't have to deal with loads of copies distributed out. They can just, you know, support them all in one place and, you well, know, their well, games well, can be patched and all those kind of things. So, 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 so let's assume Stadia's a hit. I mean, it's only probably a year before Amazon do something similar. Yes. You know, and they'll have a, a cloud service alongside Prime that's a, a sort of gaming service alongside Prime. It's 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 these two are going to come along and eat the gaming market. Yeah, and and I think Sony realised they can't 
do that. They haven't got the infrastructure and the upfront cost for them to put something in place would be impossible. Who do we go with? Do we, you know, and, and I guess they looked around the options and Microsoft came out as being the, the, the key one. Uh, another thing which is kind of just developing my mind now is one of the biggest killers of games right now uh, is the fact that they're all multiplayer and they're cheats galore that just ruin it for everyone. And that's across all the big, big titles. So whether it be Fortnite or battle battlegrounds whatever it happens to be and you know even the um, apex has now got is is rife with cheats and having a streaming service means that you're never i mean they you know who knows what people will come up with but ultimately the processing and all of that code is stuck away from the user and, and it's not accessible to them to to do that cheating so you if the system is good enough you you immediately solve all of those problems as well yeah mm. Um, so Project Scarlet yeah. was um, so this was the, the rumored code name of a new console from Microsoft. Um, they confirmed that it's launching winter twenty twenty, which is kind of the same launch window as the Sony as well. Yeah, so Sony had done something back sort of, sort of March April time and said it's not launched in the next twelve months. Mm. So lots of people were like, "Well, that feels like more a kind of autumn winter twenty twenty. You're not going to launch June, yep. you know, next year. It's an unusual time to launch a you know a piece of hardware." Um, and the specs of this is pretty much the same as what Sony have released so far. So, you know, do 8K, 120 frames per second, ray tracing like the new NVIDIA cards, um, four times more powerful than the current Xbox One X, um, and then, you know, so AMD custom chip, snap, same as Sony, um, and um, it's also going to have fast, you know, GDR, GDDR6 RAM, snap, yeah. same as Sony, and it's also going to have SSD, Snap, same as Sony, and it's also well. Sony have not confirmed this, but it also will still have a media. Yeah, drive. which is an interesting decision again. Yeah, and I, again, I, I think they probably because they got so burnt with that last time when they said they weren't going to do it. Uh, maybe they just ended up saying, "Okay, well, we'll just be a good, you know, if anything, we'll be a good yeah, Blu-ray drive." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I'm almost sad that they said 8k and just glibly said 8k because i think this is going to be in exactly the same scenario as we've had with this generation which is not what there's no point having 4k's worth of pixels if the if you can't have an asset and an environment to to live up to that like i have seen games on the old xbox one you know the standard one that look better because they're not trying to push the the, the sheer number of pixels and so 8K, okay, this box is four times more powerful. It, they can put that as a stat on the thing. I would rather games manufacturers just, or games makers just concentrate on, on 4K and absolutely nail the, the amount of data and detail in it. Absolutely. Give me give me 4K, give me 60 frames per second, make it rock solid. Don't, I don't want to see frame you know, drops. I don't always see the screen tearing. I don't always see judder. You know, get rid of all that, please. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's... I mean, even... even um... Division 2, which is in some cases a stunningly beautiful game to look at. There are other, you know, you go to a, a, you know, a particular environment and where there's a cutscene and, and you can see just how plastic the, the, the models are. And, and I guess just a little bit more care and attention around some things like that would, I'd much prefer that than, than seeing a leaf in, you know, retina. Yeah, maybe we'll see a decent looking crackdown. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and we also had the Halo Infinite trailer. Again, didn't really give anything more away. It was just, just it was a, it's basically a little tease to all the. I saw some reaction videos and people get overly excited. I mean, 
properly overexcited. I, I, my disappointment is I, I just want to see some multiplayer. Well, yeah, I know because there's a whole side of the game we don't care about, and and we don't even know what that side of that game's going to be yet. So they haven't. There's yeah. literally we've got nothing to work on as far as how is the design direction of this game going um but there's a lot riding on it because of the whole pro scene that you know they're in disarray at the moment all those things so and 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 basically for halo always think for microsoft and and halo now all they need to do is a (laughs) and that's it there's a piano and and suddenly suddenly everyone pops yeah (laughs) Uh, so so uh, to me microsoft definitely won it was the most rounded that... announcement covering the widest yeah. gambit and like i say the sheer number of releases to going to uh their their subscription services just and da- really daunting. positive really positive follow but reminded me of we, we talked about you know like the apple announcements and i i thought it was a bit of a home run around all the different areas you know and i thought i felt like this for microsoft as well some good game announcements um, you know, hardware like the controller coming this year really positive about streaming really positive the game pass really positive and then there's some new console end of next year, which will have a nice, you know, a, a nice, you know, new battle with Sony. Some good momentum finally, because um, it has taken and an it, awfully long time. It, and and it just it felt it just feels like I guess it shows that when you lose a generation, it really does is a you know five six year kind of hit you're taking, you know. And I mean, there's been a dearth of game titles. If I go back to like the 360. I mean, it was hit after hit. Yeah, you know, it was game after game. Really good. I mean, I wonder whether the sheer size and scale of games nowadays actually is some sometimes their downside in that everything gets put into this. Like, can you imagine the effort going into something like that? You know, Fallout seventy six. The just the sheer development effort goes into a game like that, and what do you know? It's a failure, and no one plays it. Or, or what about that? Uh, what was the um, the one that everyone was talking about? The flying one that actually got Anthem. Anthem. Yeah, think about the development budget for something like that, which looks beautiful from the screenshots and the from what I heard with the the control method for flying around was absolutely brilliant. Game was utter tosh, and so think of all that <laughs> money that gets sunk in and, and all that time and effort that you know somebody's bought the game, so you have to support it at least. Um, so yeah, just I wonder. And, and we've scale. seen it. Yeah, we've seen it with the big you know college cities and battlefields. You know, if it just doesn't land, you know the and it's the tiny money. distances between a success yeah. and failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned it at the start. You know, the initial Destiny two. You're like, mm. you know, it's. Just but then like, you get something like Apex, which probably didn't cost that much initially to build. It was based on a concept everyone understood, and they just absolutely nailed it, and and off they went. Fortnite, Fortnite, Apex. Fortnite, you know, yeah. it's like. It's weirdly I was reading a, I was reading an article recently about the guys buying Fortnite. They, they didn't think it was going to have legs. They, they were doing it and thought this isn't going to work. Well, after the first playing of it, I would have agreed with them, but yes. <laughs> we kind of missed that boat. Well, we, yeah, well, we put it when it was really you know it was it was chuggy. It was it was uh, a struggle. None of the bullets it ever was, landed. It was all those no. all those problems you have on a bad day on that game still, <laughs> but it was relentless and it just didn't make any sense, did it? And it just you know lack of oh, auto aim was fatal for me. You're too old. <laughs> I, need, I need auto aim. That's it. You're too old. All right, that's um that's gaming gaming done. Probably done for another year to be honest. Um, but yeah, we've got onto some other news. So we had uh, border patrol. There was a U.S. border hack, and uh, hundreds of thousand or so images have been stolen and put on the dark web. Uh, if you were crossing a border in America, turns out your data wasn't particularly secure. Uh, which is always a worry around these things. Remember we've covered it before about, you know, you know, why are people against it? It's like because the, the people can't be, you know, companies can't be trusted. Um, and even just to say, fewer than 100,000 yeah, people. Fewer than 100,000 people. And yeah. it's like, and you're you like, know, wow. No, you know, I don't care. And to yeah. be honest, they're all pretty low paid and they're not going to bother me anyway. So, 
Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah. And this is the ones that they talk about. You just wonder what's <laughs> what's what's out there that we don't know. And yet. so apparently uh, they're kind of saying this was just this was a rogue contractor and he wasn't storing the data correctly and it can't possibly happen again and all those kind of things. So yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, nice. And it's only one border crossing as well. Come on, we've got loads of them, so it's not it's not our fault. Um, so oh. I think in Europe that might have uh, attracted some fines for sure. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Dropbox is trying to re uh, redo itself. It, it's always an interesting one. We've seen Dropbox trying to maneuver uh, a lot recently um, into offering a corporate service, and now they're trying to be a kind of workplace portal. So not just a file storage area, but but something that's sort of has applications, has video conferencing, a bit more Slack like. I guess that's the kind of direction that we're heading down. Um, but to me, I don't know what what you felt. But it just seems like I, I guess they're not seeing the return of investment that they want to see or the growth that they want to see, and that's where they're panicking. But it seemed to me that Dropbox absolutely nailed the thing, which is they are the de facto, they're the Hoover of the of the you know file sharing land, and and even my mum knows what Dropbox is and how it works, kind of thing. So I, I don't know why they can't just solidify on that. Uh, certainly, as a subscription, I mine's bit gone up in price recently. They told me I had some extra features, but I didn't really care about whatever they were offering. Um, so I'm just paying more for the same service, and I wonder whether they're just they're floundering. Yeah, develop, you know, sorry, um, investor pressure or something. I mean, it's, it's, I think so. I think slack. I mean, it, I reckon it was three, four years ago. So it was always, was it was it like they tried to do like they bought a couple of apps, didn't they? They bought like uh, you know, you can you know, we could have done our show notes in it and work alongside mm-hmm. each other. Some and collaborations, yeah. And it's almost like they saw this coming that. Um, you know, you've got, you know, Google Docs is just eating everything. Microsoft have got its Office apps nailed now, you know, so they'll work everywhere and you can collaborate. So if you're an enterprise guy, you know, you're going to sit there and say, I've got Office, why do I need something else? Um, Dropbox, I guess, saw the, you know, so OneDrive's there. Um, Apple's really upped its game around iCloud. So even the, the, the updates to iCloud this year is going to give you folder sharing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of Apple people going, with this new kind of front end that they're going to deploy out to everybody, I don't want it. Mm. You know, it's 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 a whole clunky front end that you're going to deploy onto my Mac. I don't want it. Yeah. I just want to be able to, you know, so so take me, me and you share our audio files. And that's, every so often I just want to share a file. Yep. I, I, I don't really want anything around Slack, you know, and, and they've got a really deep Slack integration, but Slack, Slack's got a really good, you know, Dropbox integration. And it's, I guess they're just feeling the competition, you know, that they're no longer the darling, but, I can't see anybody just saying I've dropped Dropbox because so many people it's, but it's installed by default. I guess, and like, I just want to share some files. I guess that it. I guess they've maxed out or have gone as far as they want to go with the consumer market, and they're just going for the business dollar now. Um, yeah. But but I just I don't see that. I don't see them in that same arena. But maybe they will. Uh, for me, Dropbox would have, you know, the direction that they probably should have gone is absolute optimization and make themselves available as a service as widely as possible and make it a, a, a no-brainer for any application to sort of hook into their services um you know maybe they just couldn't maybe they couldn't because microsoft and google and people like that just aren't interested in hooking into anyone else's services they'd rather make their own but and, and, and they've described it as they want to be, you know, we your file system almost, mm. and 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 that's how I see it. You know, I put Dropbox on. It's one of the first things I'll install if I was yeah. doing a brand new Mac. Put Dropbox on, and I can get my OnePassword integration up and running. But 
but would I would I would, so they've described it as they want to be the desktop of the yeah so it's like no. but that means I'm going into you as an application rather than what I want is no. and, and actually Dropbox has been you know a really good solution as far as you know the the days when you have to reinstall your PC or you're moving moving from PC to Mac and all those things now Dropbox is an integral part of that because it's just makes yeah, it, it easy to go get your files back it's not an issue anymore and, and so that yeah yeah I don't know and if you move to a new device, like if you move Mac to PC, you move to a new Mac, you move to a new PC, you know, install Dropbox, let it sync what you need. Yeah. Uh, and take your files go. and don't take all the, you know, don't do that proper computer transfer, which brings across all the crud that you really didn't, you wanted yeah, to get, yeah. you were running away from in the first place. So I still have a lot of value from Dropbox, but I've never had to pay for it. Mm. You know, and that's, and that's, I guess, interesting that I've never had to put enough in it to pay for it. So I did pay for it. I can't remember why there was a reason, but anyway, I have got a... Uh, subscription um anyway uh i've also have i got some no i haven't got a samsung tv have you got a samsung tv i do i hope you're virus checking it because we have been uh told that I we should think... do it every few weeks it's, this is I, I saw this and it was like this is a lot of guff but ultimately they're tablets aren't they so and they're tablets that people aren't really updating so they're not secure um uh, yeah, so they're they're running lots of you know it's like we've got a sony tv in the house as well it's just running android you know and again when I, when I do do the update, because the updates and that are really invasive, so I do it manually every kind of six months, and it is take it's an hour and a half to update. It's so if you think about proper, but you think time. about really, you've introducing a potentially rogue system into your own home network, uh, and you know it comes with, especially if you imagine a lot of these things that we discover eventually are kind of root root or you know administrator control given, and once you've got an administrator on your network, it's. Uh, you know, on a device that can then start scanning around, seeing what else it can do. I'm sure it's very powerful because ultimately they're proper and full-on devices. So, and I guess the reason why I'm saying this is guff. So there's there's very little, you know, out there, you know, malware infections that I've been running on TVs. Um, and yes, I put McAfee on there, but it's, but it, what was it? A dozen, more than a dozen remote control button presses to get to the right <laughs> sub-menu to do this. And see if it's such a thing to do. You should just do most it. TV, most TVs are off overnight. Why can't it do something smart and say, "By the way, we're going to enable this, and we'll run this in the background overnight." Are you happy? It'll keep you safe. And most folk will take yes. Whatever the end result is, come on. Yeah, you would have thought this has now got to be built in. But then again, every time you build something like that in, there's a way. It's another tact vector, isn't it? You know, updates overnight and all those kind of things. So. And again, so my telly, I've got the Samsung set to update. Um, automatically because it doesn't update as much as that. The Android one is, I guess, because you because I because you know about you, you see all these different frameworks <laughs> get installed yeah. for that Sony Tele. You're like, Jesus, that's a mess. And every so often one collapses, and it's my mum that basically is using that one. So I'll go down. It'll be like it's basically broke, and it's because a bit of Android's collapsed, yeah. so it no longer just displays Tele. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, it's a TV. the TV that doesn't show Tele yet. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and it's because some crappy bit of the Android stacks collapsed. It's like it's too complex. Another thing that's too complex is trying to get RCS rolled out across different carrier networks. So Google is taking control. So RCS uh, replacement for SMS. Um, I, I can't remember what does it stand for. It's something like chat services. So it's remote or relentless. I don't know. One of those. Two words. So RCS. Uh, say. 
the prob the biggest problem with RCS has been the fact that carriers are not interested really in implementing it because they make too much money out of text messages is probably what it all comes down to the politics of it. Um, but Google is sick of waiting for those politics to resolve themselves. And so across Android, it is just going to roll it out. Um, it's not uh, end-to-end encrypted, which is its biggest downside. If, you, if you're thinking on the privacy levels, uh, they have said they're thinking of ways they can solve that. But as a technology, it's it's not, which probably keeps governments happy, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that they've decided not to wait for it to be done. Uh, and they're going to make, uh, I guess they're too big to face a backlash, really. But uh, carriers aren't going to be so happy. No, and they've promised this for a while. As you say, carriers struggling, so they're going to roll out this rich communication service. Boom, thank RCS. you, Google. Um, I, and and it's I, again, it's it's to kind of fight iMessage and the app. Well, it's it, it's messaging on your phone, and if you send it via SMS, and it costs you like fifty p to send a picture, and you think, well, I could just log onto WhatsApp, and so it makes SMS messages kind of irrelevant. And it's you know, I guess that's Google's point of view is let's just get a service that is relevant and does what people want it to do. It's also quite fun that every year we talk about some sort of different Google messaging service. <laughs> yeah, so, the next one in the pile. Yeah. <laughs> pile marked messages. Good job. Uh, Libra cryptocurrency from... I mean, the, the announcement's all said from Facebook, but to be honest, it's, it's they're just a little part of, of a bigger, wider conglomerate of big, big organizations. So there's some big names behind... Um, behind this uh, and this is basically cryptocurrency in a theoretically in a more controlled manner i guess is the way of describing it i am not going to go into the 100 pages of detail which i've obviously read line by line um, but essentially it's it's a cryptocurrency which is going to have you know underlying stability built in so hopefully they're not going to see so many swings in value and make it more relevant to um people who are using it and and there's very little uh transaction fees and things like that so from a user's point of view uh if they buy into it which is still unknown uh, and we won't know for a while um yeah it could you know could be potentially be a a good thing um to, to me this was facebook trying to say like how can we eat up uh, paypal how can yeah. we keep our platform relevant how can we um, also bring in some very small but but if you get you know millions of people using it quite quite considerable amounts of cash a billion um, people all spending a dollar here or there and and having a, a little transaction fee suddenly you know it's a billion little transaction fees isn't it uh, yep and um and and they can certainly charge a lot less than you know, some of the transaction fees that you do get some of services um, today as you said there's there's um founding members that had to kind of pay in basically 10 million to join and become a you know, a part of the the, the op, you know part of the network basically to operate again. So it's Mastercard is there, Visa's there, big, PayPal, big cash. Are there. But really, for these massive companies, it is a tiny. small punt, <laughs> and it's not worth not being there, kind of thing. No, and so there's interesting ones like you know, so eBay's there, and you know, obviously Facebook's there, and but but Lyft and Uber, you know, so they're obviously they're Spotify, so they're they're clearly wanting to have a. Yeah. You know, and, and again, it starts to rival, you know, Apple's made payments really easy. And all of a sudden, you know, Apple looks like a really strong player. And it's like, let's all, you know, not saying gang up, but you, you notice there's no Google and there's no Apple and there's no Amazon in this. No, and then, and Visa and MasterCard are, and they've obviously got a lot invested Absolutely. in this market. Uh, because, I mean, ultimately, for, for an end consumer, if you're just trying to sell your... 
I don't know, sell your secondhand TV online. Where if you if it's worth something, so if it's worth six hundred quid, you're going to be giving over like what a hundred odd quid in fees, um, and it's a bit unstomachable for just an everyday user, or makes it less likely that someone's going to use that service. If you can cut that down for the every average everyday user, then transacting across the internet just suddenly, as an, as a non company, for example, it makes it much more like palatable. Uh, and people will do it more. But I am now going to skip down the uh, 100 pages that we copied into the show notes um, to tell oh. you that age verification <laughs> for porn is delayed by six months. <laughs> I, I think this is going to get kicked into the long grass. It's gonna, I this... think they cannot deliver it. Now, they've no. they've laid the blame conveniently on the EU and the fact that they didn't let the EU know about a particular bill legislature and therefore it's they can't release it for six months but I believe it's more to the point that they cannot implement this because we said from the start they are trying to implement the an impossible system that's just not it's not possible um, it's, it's just going to get kicked in a long uh, glass I'm convinced and I think it's, it's just a convenient way of blaming the EU in, in the current political climate as well so yeah I, I agree I think it's going to quietly disappear it's already delayed anyway it's delayed by at least another six months and you know it's not going to be high on their list of things they're working through anyway Boris wants his pawn in his laptop that's exactly why it's, it's just to be honest all politicians you imagine they're the notes when they all leaks that yeah all these sites that these you know they've gone to and all these things. Yeah. Can you imagine the tantrums? Can you imagine the the the, the amount of abuse he'd give his girlfriend if he couldn't get to his porn because oh he was getting blocked? Oh my I mean, god! <laughs> Google's not making any tablets anymore, um, so they are still releasing the the late. There was was it the Pixel um, book or something that but but it basically that looks like they're not going to be doing. St- tablets anymore they're they, going to concentrate they on the laptops yeah they did pixel slate last year and and they're definitely saying the mobile market oh, yeah, pixel, pixel books devices. the ones that are going to live on yeah yeah um but they're basically saying tablets enough um so that chrome os laptops isn't it interesting tablets that tablets in the android market at least are obviously just not serviceable whereas the ipad is still seeing a lot of sales but i wonder whether that's i wonder whether that is tailing off i think it's tailed off to a certain extent but there's a there's uh and i think education wise there's a lot of kind of ipads you know ipad only schools mm-hmm. but it's expensive and chrome's yeah, a lot of those along. schools are private schools <laughs> yeah so chrome's come along and that's a really key education platform now. and it's really and, cheap and very very much controlled like you want it to be i guess and the whole integration with google docs and mm-hmm. sheets it's just huge yeah well, you know, imagine it's... all that sharing that we use in sort of corporations but in an education environment yeah it's, it's such yeah. a huge um so it was two three years ago there was an article that i read and it kind of summed up for me that there is not a tablet market there is an ipad market mm-hmm. and for the other two three percent of money getting spent it's like small niche um you know amazon fires are still there You've got some Windows, you know, small devices that are kicking around. You're into the kind of ruggedized, you know, you know, if you're using it in a kind of harsh environment type, you know, tablet devices. And that's about it. And the only an Android and the only other sort of tablet e thing is obviously the Microsoft um, proposition, which again really is just a laptop which you can detach the keyboard from. So it's not really so much a, a, a what you'd call a tablet. Really, it's it's yeah laptop with the- one one to watch is this rumored microsoft device which is the two kind of you know it opens like a like a, a paper notebook and you can scribble either side and it's a proper you know it's like a digital notepad type do you remember thing. we saw that years ago by some company and, well, and and it was all the all the renders and we saw the preview of and it. 
so Microsoft are still, they've, they've done a preview internally and they're still rumoured to be bringing it out in the next 12 to 18 months. And the latest rumour is it'll run Android apps. Mm. <laughs> so, Interesting. Well, but, and, and yes. that, that, that would be perfectly in line with um, the Microsoft's latest sort of, you know, go with the what, what works rather than something we do inside. Uh, and Raspberry Pi 4 has been announced. Um, so this has got to kick up in everything again. So up to 4 gig in RAM uh, and theoretically can support up to 4K. Um, it's going to struggle at, you know, full resolution and all those things. But basically everything's had a kick up. Uh, you've got um, USB-C, oh, sorry, USB 3 ports. Uh, is it two or three HDMI ports? Loads going on faster, uh, Ethernet, two, dual band. Two, two smaller HDMI mm. ports, um, which can, can output to 4K in both or a single wow. at 60 frames per second alongside the 1080p, um, the two USB 3s and two USB 2s, um, um, gigab- gigabit Ethernet, which is, a, for me, it was like, a, that's, Massive, that's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah, that was always a light, uh, um, but, but latest Bluetooth, yeah. um, dual band AC and Wi-Fi, um, I, I, and it just really, uh, I, I mean, so I've got a little pie running again still, and it runs, I, I just got to run some kind of home server type stuff. I've got some scripts set up, I can... You know, and 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 it's all around um, a bit more around home automation. Yeah. So I've got some stuff where it's like a hack around HomeKit, mm-hmm. um, where so like my Denon amp doesn't have HomeKit support, but via a script running on this, I can automate it and switch it all on nice. and do all my inputs. Um, and it's one of these things. It's low power. It's sitting there, and it's just a nice silent, thing. no fan, and just ticks away. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's and it's for me, it's headless. I don't have I don't have it hooked up to anything. Um, I just um, remote in from the iPad or the Mac and, and do what I need to do. The biggest use I had for my Pi, and I haven't used it for a while because I haven't been abroad, but just as a, an access into a home VPN, uh, it was a really oh, simple yeah, solution. Yeah. And yep. now having the gigabit um, internet you know, connection through the network. So it means that everything from home to wherever you are is actually a lot more reliable. And yeah, so, and there are endless little uses. And for $35 as their base price, I know it obviously goes up a little bit, uh, goes up to $55, but it's still, it's a very justifiable desktop machine if you've got just a simple monitor that they've got enough power in there to be doing you know we talked about chromebook it's that kind of chromebooky type affair you can run all your browsers and do everything you want it's just not going to be so hot when you come to full screen video and stuff like that so it's just hasn't got the sheer grunt to move pixels around um like you do on a sort of slightly bigger desktop no but but see if i just running some scripts and you know about python and you know hacking around really great and as you say one gig um of, of ram 35 dollars up to four gig for 55 dollars and they're doing a nice start kind of starter pack um, i think it was 120 quid which i know sounds a bit more expensive but it gave you the here's a new power supply and here's the you know here's a case for it and here's all these other little bits and pieces and it was like you know just over 100 quid to have just think how really much three gig of ram costs on an apple that would double the price <laughs> ouch <laughs> I won't tell you how much I spent. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, there we go. I will find out, though. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till the new Mac Pro um, customization page comes up. And we'll find We're all out desperate to see what... Because the first thing everyone's going to do is oh, max it. Everyone's going to max it. I, I, I'm still convinced it's going to be six figures. I think it's going to get up to I six can't figures. see it not getting that high because of the, what's yeah. there already and the, and the difference here. It's absolutely going to... It's going to make new break new ground in the in the how much is apple tax worth buy a flat buy a mac <laughs> yeah. yeah we're outside of the cars now we get into houses <laughs> yeah 
there we go we've got through the news thank you very much for sticking with us uh through our 10 year and one episode happy 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 de- uh, the, the, the best bit was Shaq was actually up for joining ah. us um and then was like oh, i can't be asked <laughs> <laughs> There's a little peak of interest. There you go. And I can't that's ask. kind of that's Shaq's relationship with this podcast. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, there we go. So thank you for listening. If you've listened for the two full ten years, even even more thank you. Um if you haven't, well, who knows what's to come. We will see. Um but it has been fun talking with you all these years. Uh, I don't know if you've got a pick for uh for for an episode. I haven't got a pick. Um, the only pick I'd probably say is all the beta, the public beaters for all the new um, Apple products have come out. So the iOS 13 and the new new Mac um, software. Um, don't don't put it on. Yeah. So your pick um, is don't don't touch them with the barge pole just yet. Um, so there's loads of people last night saying don't do it. It's really rough. Audio drops. Apps crashing. Apps don't work. Whole of developers, you know. So even the Macs are over Amiga, so I use them for for the audio software like. The, app, the apps don't work, you know. So mm. please don't update yet. The Apple really have released this early. It, it really is a beta rather than a last year's beta release candidate. Was amazingly good release candidate. Basically. These, yeah, these are betas. Shaq put it on his iPad. So did it? Is it got so, iPad OS? So is that yes. one of the betas? That's because that for me yes. must be the most tempting one to. I, and, to, I, to and, I, and I was tempted, but then I saw all the things that were failing. I was like, no, I'm not that tempted. Yeah. Um, so I'll wait. I'm, I'm in no absolute no rush. Um, um, but he's he's put it on, likes a lot of the things, um, but a lot of the apps are a bit confused around how windowing works. Yeah, because kind of good stuff. Cause it's not it's no longer it's not, so it's not as obvious, is it? And people haven't developed in the, to work with it properly yet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you so go. There's my pick. Don't, don't install it. Don't, don't install it. <laughs> Have you got a pick, Chris? No, no, never do. Jesus. I will just say, though, if you want to find out more about us, what we do, digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. Twitter is digitaloutbox. I am Cheesy UK on Twitter. Uh, Ian, where do we find you? I'm just chuckling because I have been playing a new type of chess on my my phone. So um, (laughs) the temptation to rhyme that off, but it's like, no. Oh, joke. We'll do that again. We'll just wait another 10 Um, years to, to finish the loop on that. Exactly. Um, uh, com. just go there multiplayer game thank you very much for listening <laughs> speak to you later <laughs> bye bye Castling doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing this new game. Amazing. It's chess.